Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Tonight is not just a must-win. It is one of those games that could absolutely determine the future of the Golden State Warriors. It is Canty and Carlin. In for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. And we have got a jam-packed show today. Christopher, good morning on this Friday. Good morning, big fella. We had an awesome sports night, by the way, for people that weren't paying attention at home. Very, very Phenomenal sports night last night, especially in the tri-state area. Very underrated last night. We're going to get to it all during the course of this show. We'll get to why John Elway has got to be living with a ton of regret right now. And we will dive into... So much more regarding the Warriors and the Celtics. And that, my friends, is where we will roll. Here we go! Go, go. Only one place to start. And that one place to start is with game four tonight. And look, we can point to anybody you want to in this series. We all understand that this is a must-win for the Golden State Warriors. Because if you go down 3-1, ostensibly the series is over... And Steph Curry has played well in this series so far, Chris. He hasn't gone off for 50 in a game, anything like that, but he is averaging north of 30 for the series, and he obviously has to be at his best. And I do wonder a little bit, even though he is good to go, where his best fits into the equation with his injury right now and how much that could hamper him. Well, the most concerning thing is that Steph Curry actually compared the injury that he suffered in Game 3 to the one that he had earlier in the season when Marcus Smart ran into that ankle, and you're talking about him missing 12 games. So the fact that he even referenced that is a little bit of cause for pause. But when it comes to the greatness of Steph Curry, I'll never discount it, but the reality is that Steph Curry is gone off for what? He's he's averaging over 30 points a game in this series, and yet his team is down 2-1 going into game four, which is in TD Garden on the road, where the, where the Golden State Warriors haven't been good of recent, by the way. They've lost four of their last five road games. So Steph Curry needs to have one of them one of them ones, one of them games, where he's dropping 40 points on the way to his team, being able to get a decisive victory, tie this thing back up going out to Golden State. Here's Steph yesterday evaluating his injury after game three. Because I went through what I went through at the end of the regular season and coming back, I know exactly what it is and what I got to deal with and soreness slash pain level and all that. So once I got checked out last night, I knew I wouldn't have to go get <clears throat> any extra tests just because we've been through this before. Um, and there's a good understanding of what it is, same foot and all that, so... There's, I guess, comfort knowing I've been through it before, but also you'd rather not have to deal with something like that at this point in the season. And then at the same time, here is Steve Kerr from the NBA on ESPN Radio on Steph's status for game. Steph uh, fully expects to play. Um, Horford uh, rolled on top of him during the scrum for the loose ball. And... uh, 
I don't really know the extent of the injury. He's not going in for an MRI or anything like that. Um, and he says he'll be ready to go, so uh, I believe him. I believe You know him why too. he's not going in for an MRI? Because he doesn't want to know. Because it's the NBA Finals. Yes. Who cares what the MRI says? I'm going to play if I feel like I have a chance to be able to play. That's what it is, man. Yeah. I, I don't want to talk about treatment options and whether or not I'm going to need surgery. We'll figure all of that stuff out, Carlin, on the back end. I, remember, I got plenty of time for that. No week, question about it. I remember after. when we went on our Super Bowl run in 2011, I had a detached retina and I had um, a, 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 a a missing piece of cartilage in my knee, Carlin. Mm-hmm. A missing piece of cartilage. Had to have microfracture surgery after the season. They were talking about shutting me down. I said, there's no way in hell that I'm missing a Super Bowl run with the New York Giants because of these injuries. We'll figure all of that stuff out later. Right now, I'm trying to be available for my team and help us win. You don't pass up on opportunities to go on championship runs. And for a team that's been in the final six of the last eight years, they understand what this time of year is all about. And they also understand how precious these opportunities are. So when I saw what happened late in game three to Steph Curry's ankle, there was no question in my mind about whether or not he'd be available for game four. There's no way he's passing on the opportunity to be able to play on this stage and be a part of the difference on why his team can win another championship. In every way, he's getting the benefit of the doubt from me, but I think the much bigger issue is Clay Thompson. Is Clay going to once again be what he was in Game Three, so that it does legitimately give them a chance to win? Because when I look at the rest of this group, they are all—I I don't want to use the word or the phrase question marks—but they are all guys that I'm not exactly sure that I can full-on rely upon to have a big night. Maybe one of them breaks out. Maybe Wiggins gives me 20 as well, and that would be great. But Clay is the guy that has to be that second guy that is delivering enough scoring because, as we have detailed, the Warriors in this series have not been able to score in the half court very much at all. This has been all about transition so far, and it can't just be about transition. Yeah, and they've got to find players that can help with shot creation, right? And Klay Thompson hasn't been able to beat people off the bounce, and he hasn't been able to create a lot of separation for the most part in this series for his catch-and-shoot opportunity. So I don't know if we can necessarily depend on Klay Thompson having a repeat of what we saw in Game 3 when he dropped 25. I just don't believe that, Carlin. But the guy that can absolutely be better and the guy that needs to be better is Jordan Poole. Yeah, Jordan Poole has got to come to the party at some point. I mean, we've seen Jordan Poole for all of one quarter in this series. One quarter, Carlin, and that was the third quarter in game two. Yeah. And he capped that quarter with a 40-foot three. That was the last time I remember Jordan Poole contributing anything of significance to Golden State in these NBA finals. So he absolutely has to be better. I know what I'm going to get from Andrew Wiggins. He's going to be a good two-way player, give you somewhere between 15 and 20 points. But between Jordan Poole and Klay Thompson, somebody's got to step up, not just with the scoring, but also with shot creation and playmaking. Those two guys are going to have a lot of pressure on them going into game four. Canty and Carlin in for Granny on ESPN Radio. Let's get to some straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. And Chris, if this series is over, in other words, if Golden State loses tonight and then they lose in five, it does raise the question about what the future of the Golden State Warriors is. Because you've got so many of these guys who are so far down the line. You've got half younger guys and half older guys who are so far down the line. 
If you lose this series in five, does it actually change how you view the future here for Golden State in that you consider taking one of the big three of Steph, Clay, and Draymond and moving that piece and looking in another direction to try and retool it, so to speak? I think it's a conversation. I mean, when you start talking about the Golden State Warriors, they have one of the most expensive payrolls in all of the sports. So, yeah, I absolutely think that it has to be a conversation. Um, Now, do they ultimately decide to move off of one of the core three guys? I doubt it. But when you start talking about coming up short in the NBA Finals, knowing how all of the different things have broke your way in the postseason, think about it. I mean, you're talking about – the Phoenix Suns, the number one seed, getting knocked off in the second round. You're not having to deal with them in the conference finals. You're talking about the Memphis Grizzlies having to play multiple games without Ja Morant in round two. Think about the Denver Nuggets, their first-round opponent, not having Jamal Murray or Michael Porter Jr. Mm -hmm. Like, you had all of these different things break your way. Once you got to the NBA Finals and you're going up against a Boston Celtics team, that's relatively healthy. If you get bounced in five games – Maybe Golden State isn't as close to a championship as everybody might have thought they were based on the run that they've had. But but that being the case, they're also missing a piece as well. And where have they gotten killed in the postseason? And that has been in the paint, inside. And James Who, Wiseman. Who are they missing? James, James Wiseman? Well, I'm come just on saying. Now. Come on now, big fella. No, I'm saying I, if I'm Golden State with this group, I still think I've got enough there if I – I want to see what it looks like with James Wiseman, at least. We don't know what kind of NBA player he's going to be. No, we don't. We have no idea. But he was a number one overall pick for a reason. Mm. And I want to know what all of this looks like because I don't think they're out of gas yet. I don't think that this run is over if if they definitively lose this series to the Celtics. I really don't. Because I, I still look at how, wait a second, we steamrolled through the West. We had no problem with what Phoenix, it's not a problem. I look at what's going on in the West right now, and I, I got through uh, what was going on. I got through uh, Memphis, obviously. I, the West doesn't scare me if I'm Golden State. Mm. So it's going to give me a reason to get another run at this when I might have somebody that could play a very interesting role on my team. No, uh, listen, I, I, would, I would probably side with you. All I'm simply saying is when you have the second highest payroll in the sport, it becomes a conversation on whether or not this is going to have the potential to be better than what we've seen this year. And if you can't be better than where you're at right now, you got to realize the rest of the conference is going to be better. The rest of the conference is going to be better. The Dallas Mavericks are absolutely going to be better. The Memphis Grizzlies are absolutely going to be better. I mean, you, you got to think that the Denver Nuggets are going to be better. But when I watch Ma- the Mavericks go through Phoenix and then I'm able to take care of the Mavericks as easily, I mean, I, I get it with, with Denver, okay? I, Utah's, that's going away. Yeah, Utah's going away. Yeah. I, I don't, I, they're, they're a non-factor. They're, they're a there's, non-factor. There's nothing, I don't look at anybody there and say, like, I don't look at them at, at the West and say, well, man, like, you know, if they had Durant and together with Kyrie out here, and, you know, Ben Simmons actually came back to play. Like, there's not an assembly of talent that would genuinely scare me like that would if it was actually together out west. Listen, listen Carlin, I'm not disagreeing with you. I think it's, it's a tougher lift if we're talking about um, a team getting to the finals out of the Eastern Conference. There's no doubt about it. But I'm just saying when you start talking about championship caliber squads, mm. I, I mean, Golden State – 
you would consider them being right there. But how many teams in the Eastern Conference can we point to and say, yeah, I could see them winning the championship next year? Mm-hmm. There, there are a lot more teams. And so it's not just about being able to come out of the West, but it's about being able to win a finals. And if you get beat in lopsided fashion against this upstart Boston team who had zero games of finals experience coming into this series, that's got to be one of those things that makes you raise an eyebrow if you're Bob Myers and you're Jay, um, Joe Lacob. That's Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive can help you protect your home, auto, boat, motorcycle, ATV, RV, and more. And if something wasn't mentioned that you had in mind, find out if it can be covered at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE, because it probably can be. Up next, we welcome in one of our NBA experts to get a feel on what the deciding factor tonight is, and we will post that question to him in just moments. If Golden State gets boat raced the rest of the way, is it breaking up the rest of the big three and moving into a different direction? We get into it all next. Canty and Carlin for Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. So what does the future look like for Golden State if this does not go well the rest of the way? It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. Right now, it is the great Frank Isola from Around the Horde, Sirius XM NBA Radio, joining us right now to talk about the finals. Frank, it's great to have you with us as always. And uh, let's just start here, Frank. I, you know, I hate the phrase must win, but we all know what this is tonight for Golden State. When you look at the first few games of the series, how do you evaluate it so far and what Golden State is looking at in terms of their chances moving forward here? Yeah, I think it's tough. I mean, you guys did that game with uh, Jay Williams, an ex-NBA player, going up against guys who never played in the NBA. <laughs> it, kind of, it wasn't that bad, but you watch these games, and Boston just looks bigger, more athletic, more physical, they're a little bit deeper. They can score more. I get it. You have Steph Curry out there, but Draymond's on the score. Clay Thompson did have a good game in game two. But you get 56 points from your backcourt, the Splash Brothers, of Steph and Clay, and you still lose the game by 16. I get it. You know, the Warriors had that 15-point lead in game one. I thought Steve Kerr made a big mistake by not playing, by only playing Steph Curry 38 minutes. I mean, he had six days off before the game. You're going to have two days off after the game. You know, why Why did you leave that 10 minutes out there? But I kind of thought that was a little bit of the arrogance 
of the Warriors. I didn't, maybe they didn't anticipate, you know, the fight that the Boston Celtics were going to have because obviously they fought back and won that game. And think about some of the wins they've had. You know, game six in Milwaukee, obviously a game seven in Miami sweeping, you know, Kevin Durant and the Brooklyn Nets. That's a meant for a young team. That's a mentally tough team. And that's what I want to lock in on, Frank, because a lot has been made of the Golden State Warriors scoring differential in the third quarter. They're plus 43 against the Celtics, but the Celtics are plus 40 in the fourth quarter in this series. So how surprised are you that a team coming into the NBA Finals with zero games of finals experience is able to have that kind of scoring differential against a team that has championship pedigree like Golden State? No, it's a great call. So, you know, you're 100% right. What were the stats that was – Combined NBA Finals games, 123 for the Warriors coming into the series and zero for Boston. All right, so then they're up 15 in the third quarter of game one. What happened all that experience then in the fourth quarter when they got outscored 40 to 16? You know, the one thing is, you know, Jason Tatum, Jalen LeBron, and Marcus Smart have been in a bunch of Eastern Conference Finals games. They took LeBron and the Cavs to a game seven. I mean, they did lose in the bubble. I get that. And then they ended up winning in Miami. So they've been in tough pressure situations. What's going to help you get back in a game is, A, if you can defend, which clearly they did in the fourth quarter of that game, and they did in the fourth quarter of game three, and if you have some superstar players. And even though Tatum really hasn't had a breakout game yet, you know, he did have 26 points, but I think he took 23 shots in game three. Game one, he had 13 assists. You know, that's like, you know he's become a playmaker for that team. You know, he's, he's, he's got the ability to be an MVP in this league, their talent is very good. Jalen Brown, right this minute, I know we get obsessed with the Finals MVP. Probably is the Finals MVP. I don't know. I just don't know how the Warriors are going to win three more games in this series. I, I, I just don't see it. Yeah, and Frank, you just brought up Jalen Brown, and we're talking with Frank Isola, Sirius XM NBA Radio, and also NBA analyst Frank Jalen Brown. I, I think most people, when we looked at this NBA Finals. We said that if the Boston Celtics are going to be able to pull off the upset against Golden State, that Boston is going to have to have a huge series from Tatum. He's probably going to be finals MVP. Is Jalen Brown changing the way that people look at him as a player around NBA circles with his performance? I, I think he is. And what's amazing, if these guys go on to win the title this year, you're talking about a 25-year-old and a 24-year-old and they're both under contract. I mean, the future could be really bright for the Boston Celtics. And remember, you know, when they lost to the Knicks on that November night when R.J. Barrett hit the three at the buzzer, they were 18-21. and 21. On our morning show on NBA Radio, back in October, November, you know how many people would call us up and say, they got to break up Tatum and Brown, they have to break up Tatum and Brown. And now listen, Brian is Mr. Celtic and he's doing the game, but he also calls it like he sees it, and I said the same thing. When you have two young, talented players like that, you don't break it up. They, they just have to figure out how to play better together. And Marcus Smart was the one that called them out. And he said, we're being too selfish. And I think the two of them realizing that, you know, it's not about it's your team and you have to be the face of the franchise and all this other, like, nonsense. If you want to win big in this league, you have to be more than just a scorer. Be a guy that can make plays. Be guys that can defend. And that's what both of them have done. Let's remember now, you know, Tatum and Brown, they take out, you know, what was a flawed Nets team. But that's Kevin Durant getting swept in the first round. Then you're playing the defending chance, and I get it. They don't have Chris Middleton. But you had to win a game six on the road to avoid elimination. And then you had to win a game seven on the road against a mentally tough Miami Heat team, which had been in the finals two years earlier in the bubble. So they've accomplished a lot already, and now they're two wins away from knocking off the Warriors. That's a pretty impressive championship run if they could get two more wins. Sweep of the Nets, you eliminate the defending champs, 
the team with the best record in the Eastern Conference, and then, you know, the so-called Golden State Warriors dynasty. Well, with that in mind, Frank, we're talking to Frank Isola of Sirius XM NBA Radio and, of course, Around the Horn on ESPN. Frank, with all of that in mind, now, if this gets ugly the next couple of games for the Warriors, is there the chance that they consider breaking up the big three and moving on from one of those pieces? You know what? I, I think they're going to be realistic about it in terms of Clay Thompson, who you know just doesn't look as athletic as he once was. I mean, he's getting up there in age, but I think they're going to say, you know, let's give him until next season before we really evaluate him. You know, to suffer two devastating injuries like that back to back, you blow it, you need you blow it, your Achilles, and he's had some really good moments uh, this season and in the playoffs. But he's not what he was before the injury. I think they'll look at that. Trayvon is important to what they do. I really think it's more about James Wiseman. You know, that was a high draft pick who barely played in high school, barely played in college, barely has played in the NBA and is dealing with this knee injury. I think there were moves that they could make. Again, I I think the Warriors, maybe they didn't expect to make this run. Maybe they should have been a little bit more active at the deadline. Because I look at the team, and they could use some size. And I'm not saying, you know, I'm not being unrealistic. Go get Nikola Jokic. Go get Joel Embiid. You don't think JaVale McGee could have helped this team? Look at what Robert Williams is doing in this series. You need a guy around the rim that could, you know, uh, block some shots, and, you know, you could lob the ball to him, and he could dunk it. And that just seems to be a big issue. I think there are moves that they can make. And remember, the Western Conference next year, I get it. Dallas is going to be good. But Phoenix, DeAndre Ayton could be gone. Chris Paul is going to be a year older. You know, maybe Donovan Mitchell is moved out of the Western Conference. I get it. Kawhi Leonard could be back. But to me, I think if the Warriors make a couple of smart moves, there's no reason why they can't be back there next year. Frank, zooming in on game four tonight, when we look at game three, Robert Williams was clearly the X factor. He was plus 21 in 26 minutes. The Warriors shot 39% from the field when he was on the floor. Who do you expect to be the X factor tonight? Well, I I always look at Marcus Smart because he does so much, not just in terms of scoring. Now, I don't don't think he's going to score 24 points, but he could do so much on the other end of the court. Remember one thing about Robert Williams now. It's the only time in the finals that you're going to only have one day off in between games. And we've known throughout the playoffs, well, first of all, he didn't start the playoffs playing. He was you know, still recovering from that knee injury, and he's missed games over the course of the first three rounds. So I wonder how he's going to react today. You know, playing a lot of minutes, playing really well, how will he bounce back after just 24 hours off? So, you know, that's almost something that maybe the Warriors could – you know, hope for and hang their hat on. But I, I think it's going to be Marcus Smart because he just does so much out there. And if he's going to knock down shots, I thought the biggest moment of game three was the Warriors fight back. They finally take the lead. Now if you can get a stop, this is late in the third quarter. You know, Al Horford uh, drew a blocking call on Otto Porter. They inbounded the ball. They inserted Marcus Smart into the game, and he knocked down that three. Mm-hmm. And the Warriors never had the lead again. Like, if they can get a stop there, I'm not saying they're going to win but if you can build a lead, maybe you get to three, four, or five points, maybe that kind of changes the momentum. I thought the minute that the first possession after the Warriors took the lead, the Celtics got the lead right back, which you know told you a lot about the toughness of that team. And for me, it starts with Marcus Smart. Awesome stuff, Frank. Before we let you go, I want to let you know, last night, Greg Anthony was in the zone. In the zone is brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Why was Greg Anthony in the zone? Because I'm listening to Frank this morning, and he got stuck with an $86 bottle of wine at dinner by (laughs) Greg Anthony last night, and he was complaining that he's not going to be able to expense it. Rough night, Frank. 
Chris Canty, you ex-athletes, you think you guys, you all think that we got money. It's unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> they, think, they think if anybody's on TV, they have money. Oh, what do you think? I'm hosting the NBC Nightly News. I don't I'm, have any money. I'm just saying. I, I re- college tuition. Great. And Greg Anthony's son's probably going to sign a max deal at some point in his life. <laughs> Big fella, all I'm saying is I've been watching Frank Isola on TV since I've been in high school. That was a long time ago. Yeah, somehow I don't see Frank <laughs> yeah. down there. Yeah, I'm just saying. Frank, I think Frank is hey, okay. Hey, we're all we're all SNY alums. I remember when Chris was first getting uh, in the mix over there. By the <laughs> way, you right. look like a million bucks, Chris. Thank you. I know. <laughs> Frank Isola, Sirius XM NBA radio, and, of course, around the horn. Awesome stuff, bud. Thanks. Thanks, boys. Uh, <laughs> he's the best, isn't he? He is absolutely the best. He's Cutting great. the price of your wireless bill feels good, really good. Actually, it feels great. You ought to try it. So cut your bill by switching to Straight Talk Wireless. Now offering our $45 Silver Unlimited plan with 5 gigabytes of hotspot and nationwide 5G on America's largest, most dependable networks. The $45 Silver Unlimited plan from Straight Talk. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. A month equals 30 days. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. 5G capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. You know what I could see in like five years years, Frank runs into Cole Anthony and says, hey, can I get that 86 bucks your father owes me for that bottle Absolutely. Of wine? I can absolutely see that. Oh, no question about no it. No question that could happen. And it's, you know Frank's not going to forget about oh, it. Oh, no. There's no chance oh, he's no, going to no, forget no. about it. Yeah. No. And on the when, speaking of money, the guy who's got a lot of money right now is Devontae Adams. And yeah, he, five, when you say a lot of money, we, yeah. we got to qualify that. We're talking about five years, $141.5 million. Yeah. Not bad. And he did admit yesterday that the Green Bay Packers had, in fact, offered him more money, but then discussed the reason that he did decide he wanted to be elsewhere other than playing with Aaron Rodgers. Where I'm in my career, um, you know, and this isn't a shot at anybody, any other quarterbacks are, you know, on the, in Green Bay. You know, I love Jordan Love, especially. He's a, he's a great guy, but, you know, I just I got, I got aspirations of doing really, really big things and, and being remembered, and I just, you know, it just – it wasn't really a point in my career that I was willing to, to sacrifice, um, you know, Aaron not being there, you know, after a year or two. In other words, he upped and left because he has been living through the uncertainty around Aaron Rodgers over the last few years and saw that there was going to be even more uncertainty because Aaron has to drag us through the drama. So Aaron Rodgers really has nobody to blame but himself for his best weapon opting to go somewhere else and Unfortunately, I don't think Aaron's ever going to see it that way, but it's very clear that Devontae Adams felt like his best opportunity to win, and as he said, to really be something special in his career was going to be elsewhere. No doubt about it. I mean, if you're Devontae Adams, you're looking at the all-time receivers list. If you want to crack into the top 10, you need 14,345 yards. That's where Reggie Wayne is. Right now, Devontae Adams is a shade over 8,000. So if you want to be remembered as one of the all-time greats, which he absolutely should have aspirations for, he's going to have to have some – I don't even know what to say. Consistency is, is, is going to be the word. He's got to have continuity at the quarterback position in order to accomplish that. And that is not what's available in Green Bay. He's got tired of the roller coaster of Aaron Rodgers. Is he going to retire? Is he going to stay? And then what is Jordan Love going to be once Rodgers does leave Green Bay? Instead of doing that – let me go and run it back with my former college teammate in Derek Carr, a guy that I just watched 
grab the Las Vegas Raiders by the throat and carry them into the playoffs after dealing with all of the stuff this year from John Gruden to Henry Ruggs to, to the cornerback, Damon Arnett, all of the different things, the distractions that that organization had to contend with. Derek Carr still got them to the postseason. Yep. That, that, that was all Derek Carr. It wasn't their defense. It wasn't their running game. It was their quarterback. And I would contend that the reason Derek Carr got the extension that he did, albeit not terribly long in terms of years, but got the extension that he did was everything that he was able to navigate that team through yeah. this year. I mean, they, yeah. didn't, they didn't keep Rich Panaccia, but they did keep Garrett, Derek Carr because they knew that he was the bigger factor in all and, this. And yeah, and then if you're Devontae Adams, think about the weapons that are going to be around you too. You got Josh Jacobs in the backfield. You got Darren Waller at tight end. You got Hunter Renfro, who is the best slot receiver in all of football. And he just got paid. And he just got paid two years, $32 million. So, I mean, you've got all of these other guys to help you in terms of being a supporting cast and help you to accomplish your individual goals, but also your team goals. So, if you're Devontae Adams, it's a win for you. You get to be closer to your family on the West Coast. He talked about that a little bit at the press conference. But to me, this is more about an indictment on Aaron Rodgers. Because of the inconsistency, because of the waffling going back and forth the past couple of years and not committing to what he's going to do in terms of staying for, with Green Bay for the foreseeable future, if you're Devontae Adams, you got no time for that. It has to be about you when it came to the decision in free agency and he made a decision that was in the best interest of his family. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. Here's the biggest question of all, though. When it comes down to it this year, just how much are the Packers going to miss Devontae Adams? Christian Watson is a guy that a lot of people felt good about, but what, second-round pick? Yep. So was Devontae Adams, for that matter. Mm -hmm. But we also know that they do not have that one guy that you can look at right now and is – on that level of Devontae Adams, we know that Aaron Rodgers can make receivers look a whole lot better, but I do have to ask the question, is it not fair to expect the Packers to really go through some major growing pains this year at the receiver spot? Uh, I think they're going to go through some growing pains, but they play in the NFC North. That's a low bar to clear. Think about your competition. But that's not what the Packers are about. They're not about winning the NFC North. They're about winning the Super Bowl. Yeah, but in order to win a Super Bowl, you got to get into the playoffs, and the easiest path to doing that is winning your division. They're going to do that going away, and that's going to give those receivers opportunity to figure this thing out. They're, they're going to have a steep learning curve, no doubt. I mean, you're not going to be able to replace Devontae Adams' production with just one guy, but you've got enough runway, which is the 2022 regular season, yeah. to get those guys up to speed. So hopefully when we get to the playoffs, they're hitting their stride. A lot of times you see – Now there's a lot of if and there's a lot of buts and there's yeah. a lot of hope in what I'm saying, yes. and that's what the Green Bay Packers – are essentially banking on, but you also got a back-to-back MVP that you just paid $50 million a year to. Yep. He's going to have to MacGyver that thing in order for your team to have the kind of success that that organization is looking for. Go make it happen. Go make it happen, yeah, If you If you are that dude, if you are the greatest quarterback out there right now, then how about you elevate the play of the pieces that are around? Here's what Do I know. That. He couldn't get it done with Devontae Adams. I don't think he's going to get it done without him. And I think it's going to be all that much harder because, yes, we can see wide receivers, especially in their rookie year, look so much better in the second half of the year when they have grown and understood everything. That's a big, big ask to expect well, from a guy Well, like here's Mark. what I will say that, has, that, that goes in Green Bay's favor. They have a really good defense that's only getting better. And they have a really good run game with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. And that offensive line should return intact, hopefully healthy, if that's the case, 
then maybe it's not as much heavy lifting on the passing game in Aaron Rodgers. Nature Valley has helped restore access to 10,000 miles of national park trails and counting because everyone deserves to experience what's out there, like your kids, their kids, and even their kids' kids. So head over to your local park to see for yourself. Nature Valley, life happens out there. Up next, Canty and Carlin in for Graney. Tony LaRussa can't help but get himself in the spotlight and once again shows he has to try to outmanage the game. We'll discuss next on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. So in case you missed it yesterday, sixth inning, White Sox Dodgers, two out, and Trey Turner at the plate with a runner on first and an 0-2 count. Pitcher throws a wild pitch, runner moves up, it's Freddie Freeman, moves up to second. So the count is one and two, and Tony LaRussa opts to walk Trey Turner. Listen very carefully to the call. This was on uh, NBC Sports Chicago. Now, wait a second. They're going to intentionally walk him. On one and two? Yep. Can you explain that to me? I would think you don't want Turner to do any more damage, and you want to take advantage of the lefty-lefty. Typically, at two strikes, the league batting average is quite low. Oh, yeah. It is that. When was the last time you saw somebody intentionally walked on one and two? Didn't happen often. Get two strikes, Tony! <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> that's classic. The fans screaming, he's got oh. two strikes, Tony. Yeah. That's the best. Jason oh Benetti. Jason Benetti and Steve Stone. Benetti is just, speaking oh of the best, he's the best. But what a, Bubba, hilarious. I mean, that's amazing. He's got two strikes, Tony. <laughs> I mean, you can hear it so clearly. It was so, I mean, sometimes you can't really hear or you'll... You'll just hear it. I mean, that was perfect. It was like the guy was next to Benetti. (laughs) That was great. That was great. Now, having said that, what happens next? Max Muncie hits a three-run homer. Yes. So Tony, of course, is asked about it after the game. Can you explain the the thought process on the intention to walk with... um, With Turner? Turner. At one, two, on the count. So let me ask you a question. Is Is there some question about whether that was a good move or not? I guess at one two is the question. At the count, you know what he hits against left-hand pitching with one oh one or two strikes. You know what he hits. Well, you know what Muncie hits with two strikes with against left-hand pitcher. Uh, I mean, is that really a question? Because it was one and two. Turner with a, a strike left against a left-hander is not something you can avoid if you can. And we had an open base, and Muncie happened to be the guy behind him, and that's a better matchup. Here again, somebody disagrees. That's that's the beauty of this game. Welcome to it. But that that wasn't a tough call. Was there a reason for waiting until one two though? Not to huh? right was there a reason to not do it right away and wait till one two? Well, that's when they, that's when the the pitch got away. Yeah. The only thing I can say is and. Trust me, I am not in the business of defending Tony Larusa often. Are you sure? Because it sounds like you're about to. I'll just give you the numbers to support what he is saying. Okay. This is from Hembo who gave it to us this morning. When the count is one and two exactly for Trey Turner this season, or the last three seasons, he's hitting 344. That's the fourth highest in Major League Baseball. And over the last year, hitting 362 when the count is 1-2 against lefty. So I, I, I get it from that standpoint, but still, it's two strikes. You don't give your pitcher a chance to go and get Trey Turner. And yes, you get burned by Max Muncy. There's no question who I would rather pitch to. But at the same time, one and two, two out, and a runner on second, let your guy go get him. Let your guy go get him for Pete's sake. And if it had been any other manager, I'd <laughs> admittedly I'd be more able to support it. But with Larusa, it's always trying to outsmart the game. Yeah, and here's my problem with Tony Larusa's answer in the post game press conference: the results actually disagree with your decision. Because even though Max Muncy is the better matchup. Max Muncy took the ball out of the ballpark. At least I could make the argument if Trey Turner is going to take a two-strike approach being down one-two in the count, the ball's probably going to stay in the yard. And that's the part where it's hard to argue because you're talking about Max Muncy taking a two-run lead and extending it to a five-run lead with one of the best teams in all of baseball. You know the reality is you're going to lose that game. Yeah. So at least you had an opportunity if your pitcher is going after Trey Turner, even if he doesn't get him out, even if you're talking about a base hit, you're still probably talking about no runs being given up and being able to live the fight another day. And if you like the matchup with Max Muncy, then you still got it. Now, it's crazy to think that it's a situation like that, but I just don't understand how you can, you can argue that you made the right call even though the results say otherwise. That's my problem with analytics, big fella. I understand the numbers have their place, but it's all about how you apply the numbers. And in this situation, when your pitcher's got this guy down one, two in the count, I'm going to give my pitcher, Bennett Souza the benefit of the doubt. And it's not hindsight is twenty twenty. It is Also, Max Muncy did have a double the inning before. Yeah, and, and all of it ends up in this. 2-2 <laughs> is driven in the air the other way, deep to left. And a home run 
So they intentionally walked Turner and then Max Muncy off the lefty. It's an opposite way, three-run homer, and it's 10-5. to That's the call on ESPN 1000 in Chicago. I mean, look, Tony, it would be a much easier sell for me if Larusa isn't constantly trying to do things like this. That's that's my problem. Over the years, he has always been so anxious to prove how smart he is compared to everybody else, and he doesn't make any bones about it. Like, even in the condescending way in which he answered the question, what, there's even a question about that? Yeah. There's yeah, a there's question a question because that. it didn't work out the way that you thought it would. And like, in you can expl- moment, you there can, was a You can explain your decision, but then you obviously have to be accountable for it and say it was the wrong decision because it didn't work out for our team. Honestly, Tony, when, just take it elsewhere. Enough. We get it. You're a smart dude. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.